Alright, so we're going to be counting down the top 10 best movies of 2015. We've still got a little way until the Oscar nominees are announced, and even longer until the Oscars are given out. And the Golden Globes are in, I think, less than a week now. So hopefully this will ease the pain. It will ease the pain, I promise. Let's just jump right into this. What better way to start off than with a movie that wasn't even really released in 2015? It was released in 2014, but I'm not from the UK, so shut up, please. It's Kingsman. It's, you know, it's funny because it kind of like pokes fun of James Bond and, you know, it's weird to see Colin Firth in a comedic role. Samuel L. Jackson, too, I guess. Um, that's all I have to say about that. I think we should probably move faster. Of course, uh, that's just like 30 seconds in and we've already named our first one. So far, so good. All right, number nine. I'm choosing this for my number nine spot because it's relatable to me and uh, so respect that it's the Peanuts movie <laughs> I can't help it it's uh reminds me of my last day in um, high school even though I'm pretty sure Charlie Brown is not in high school it, well I mean everybody should be able to relate to Charlie Brown because he feels like a loser sometimes so does everybody right and uh, I love how they used, like, the old voice actor that voiced Snoopy, you know, digging up the clips. And it has Ch Kristen Chenoweth, she's my girl, and wait. Oh, yeah, I was going to say the animation's pretty cool. Witty dialogue. All right. Number eight. The Revenant. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's performance is enough to put this on the list even if the movie sucked and it didn't it, the camera work was amazing it looked really cool and it's a it's a great story uh, based on a true story too uh, so good job good job for uh, making this movie I, I really appreciate it definitely definitely appreciate it okay and I really like those kind of soul survivor type movies which I guess this is. It was amazing. It's just number eight. Alright, uh, let's go into number seven now. Number seven is Steve Jobs. You know, I, I was thinking maybe this would just be a movie about the iPod and the iPhone, but no, it takes a look at the earlier stuff that Apple came out with. And uh, Michael Fassbender's great, and... It's the most serious you're ever going to see Seth Rogen. And uh, I like how you get to see kind of Steve Jobs change throughout the years. And, uh, you know, it's uh, more talking than, oh, cr crap, something happened that's amazing. But, yeah, if you can keep my attention in a movie like that, um, it's, it's a huge accomplishment. You should uh, give yourselves a pat on the back, Danny Boyle, and everyone in the movie. Winslet, Fassbender, Rogan. Number six. I can hear the fanboys screaming already. Number six is Star Wars The Force Awakens. <laughs> Shut up. Respect me. All right, yeah, I totally saw that coming. 
But hey, it's on the list, right? I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, so I think it should be an accomplishment. I say that word a lot, don't I? Accomplishment? Okay, well, you know, I think uh, the new characters are great. It's uh, interesting throughout, and uh, the acting's actually really good. You know, the action scenes may uh, make up for some of the bad acting like they did in the prequels, but this one, the acting's actually really good. And uh, it actually did want me... It left me hungry for more, which I said, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, so that's a huge accomplishment. Uh, there I go again. <laughs> it's great to see uh, the old actors, and the new ones are really good, too. And remember, the prequels didn't have very good original characters. Alright, so now we are getting into the top five. At number five, it's Trumbo! It's a story about the Oscars, a very intriguing story of how uh, a screenwriter got arrested. I really like those movies about movies, and uh, Brian Cranston is amazing, and uh, Helen Mirren as a villain, you don't see that in all of her movies. Number four, and I warn you, these movies are starting to get really good, so good it hurts. Number four is Room. It's a very interesting story, and... Uh, Maybe that's the reason it's so good, is because it doesn't have a lot to mess up. Only about half the movie is in the room, so, you know, uh, it really, uh, that was surprising, because, uh, you know, it's not like 127 hours where you think you're gonna, where most of the movie's spent under the rock. So, and uh, great performances, again, well, at least one. There's not many actors, but... Well, I guess everybody does okay. Uh, good. Everybody does good. Brie Larson's really good. And uh, now I won't think of her as that... Uh, I, before this movie, I knew her from some stupid girly movie I watched. Uh, and uh, I dare not speak its name or its title. Uh, but now I can... Now I think of this. So good for her. Number three. I love those quirky indie flicks. And... Uh, Here's one from Sundance. It's Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Wow. I kind of wish I could go back in high school and be like these kids, because they're really cool in that not they're not jocks, but they're cool. Maybe losers, but, you know, it, this movie makes you look at losers in a different way. Or nerds, whatever you want to call them. It's got those hilarious characters who uh, they put a lot of personality into, like they do in a lot of those quirky indie films. And, uh, I, you know, I'm going to take this movie, like it's going to, uh, it may inspire me. Well, a lot of those do. I'm not saying this one in general, but it's uh, become one of my favorites because it's, um, and it's only number three. I could I could have sworn when I, uh, earlier this year I'd say this is like at least number two. So, uh, you know, at least... You know, there's going to be two movies that are great in the two spots. And I had a really hard time deciding which one would be number one. So, because these movies are too amazing for words, we're going to stop for a second and do the top five worst movies. Number five is Hot Pursuit. It's a... Uh, like a buddy cop movie, but with females this time, and uh, it's not funny at all, and there's barely any jokes in it, it's more like, uh, oh, these 
oh, this one's silly, this one's more serious, it, it, very forgettable. Number four is a movie that's so forgettable, I, uh, I don't even remember one scene from it, pretty much. It's, uh, Aloha, it's a stupid, uh, romantic story, and I wish I could make fun of it because it was really bad. I remember walking out of the theater really bad, but, uh, you win this time, Aloha. Number three, and it's gonna get bad. This is like number one worst material. It's uh, Ricky and the Flash. And I think they tried to show how diverse Meryl Streep can be, and they failed miserably. It's a stupid character. The singing's bland. They sing like Tom Petty and Lady Gaga, which I was not asking for. I do not need to hear Meryl Streep sing songs like that. The plot is boring. I hated this movie. I hated this movie. Number two, I said I'd rather watch paint dry, Rock the Casbah. It's a, it's a heard it before plot like, oh, this guy, he used to be big and now he's trying to make a comeback. Heard it before, there's a prostitute, heard it before. And then you got like Zoe Deschanel and Bruce Willis that don't even need to be in the movie. It is despicable how they use like these characters. They're bad characters. The, the, the main character is a bad character. I actually don't want to watch anything new with Bill Murray in it. And and it's Bill Murray. That's how bad it is. And number one is uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, it's like they drew names out of a hat and that person got the part. Because uh, they, they obviously did not put any effort into the... Yeah, I, I didn't hate the original... I'm one of the few people that didn't hate the original Fantastic Four movie. But... Uh, but you have to admit, even if you hated it, the they did a good job casting like Jessica Alba and Michael Chiklis and stuff. I mean, if those guys can't bring justice to the Fantastic Four, who can? Not Miles Teller. Sorry, he's a he's a pretty good actor, but he does not have that leadership. He does not. Does he be, look like a Mr. Fantastic? I don't think so. He looks like he's like twelve or something. And uh, is it just me or does? Do a invisible girl and human torch not look like siblings? But also, you know, the costumes are bad, the effects are pretty bad, and uh, there's like one fight scene. It's not till the very end, and it's really short. Uh, it's the worst movie of the year. All right, now on to the top two. Number two is the Big Short. It uh. A plot like that, it's pretty hard to follow because it's based on a true story, and they add comedy to it. It's a, it, it's a wonderful idea, and like these <laughs> cutaways and like you know breaking the fourth wall, like it's, it's an episode of Saved by the Bell or something, and uh, random celebrity cameos <laughs> to make things more interesting. Doesn't really seem like a good idea when you think about it, but I loved it. And number one, the number one movie of the year, I think. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Inside Out. It's uh, probably Pixar's best looking movie. And uh, I think it's definitely one of their best, like, top, if not the best, like, maybe top two. You know, I'm not one to say everything Pixar makes is uh, fantastic. Well, and we know some of their, uh, a few of their movies are absolutely uh, just not good. But, um... Uh, but I tend to be hard to please, but they please me with this movie. I like the characters. I like, I mean, I like the jokes. It 
it's sad at parts and it's uh, uh funny at parts uh, it's uh just a good movie and the voice cast is really good all right so uh on to 2016 looks like we're gonna have some great movies this year i sure hope could you imagine a year without great movies i mean i just named 10 great movies and uh, yeah it'll it'll have great movies of course i don't know what i'm saying Bye-bye.